Praise the Lord. Please, can we be on our feet as we pray? Let's say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we have gathered. Lord Jesus, we ask that you come and illuminate us with your word this morning. Father, everything that we'll be discussing, everything that you'll be opening our eyes unto, Lord Jesus, we ask that they bear fruit in our lives in 100,000 falls in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we come against every form of destruction, O oh Lord. Father, O oh Lord, whatever it is that will make us not to receive from you this morning, Father, we bind them with fetters of iron in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our brethren that are coming, Lord Jesus, taste their footsteps and bring them their stave and sound. Thank you, Lord, for having answered us. For Jesus' most excellent name, our prayers are answered. We can be seated. I want to ask us a question. How many of you have actually have, you know, someone come up to you in the church and um, ask you, brother, sister, did you pray for me? How many of you have had that experience? Or you have seen someone come to you and say, okay, please, I need you to pray for me. Have you had that experience before? Yes or no? The way you smile to answer, I know it's a lie. Have you yourself gone up to somebody and asked the person, presently, can you tell me the part of the Bible you are studying? Have you done that? You went to someone, like I came to Ura, tell me currently what portion of the scripture are you studying? I mean, I've done that. Although you know you are supposed to, you're supposed to have a particular scripture you study per time. For instance, you can choose the book of John. You give it as an assignment, you know, unto yourself. Say this week or this month, I'm going to study the book of John. You can just choose the book of Amos, Ephesians, John, Revelation. So ordinarily, every time you should have a particular scripture you are studying and meditating. So have you? Come to someone and ask the person, please tell me the portion of the Bible you are studying at the moment. Or you ask the person, what kind of book are you reading now? You should be reading Christian literatures, you know, regularly. I guess some of first books. Have you been reading the book? Or you, I just gave you the book, you just trashed it. Or you kept it somewhere, you know. Someone might be wondering, why am I asking all this question? It is because this will lead us to what we have for today. Junior, I've not forgotten what I told you to do, so we still need to address us. Alright. This morning, our topic is fellowship. Fellowship. You know, I want to start a series on the Holy Spirit. Remember, we have, we, the previous topic we had was baptism. So, on the long run, I'm going to, you know, with the help of the, of the Holy Spirit, teachers, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and you know, other things that has to do with the workings and the personality of the Holy Spirit. So I want to start that marathon with the topic fellowship. When you hear fellowship, it's a very, very common word. I'm very sure in your Christian vocabulary, fellowship should be one of the most recognized word. Is it not true? I 
nothing wrong if I just said that word for the first time. Seriously? So you're just hearing fellowship from my mouth this morning. You have not been hearing it. Campus fellowship, youth fellowship, this one, that one fellowship, that one fellowship, girls fellowship, women's fellowship is a very, very common word. So if I should ask someone to describe what they understand by fellowship, what, what should I expect? What should I expect? Can anyone try? Fellowship. Just, yeah, the literal meaning. Before we go ask to be sure about it. So, fellowship. Coming together of people. Mm -hmm. Does someone have huh? worshiping? Alright, someone else? On this thing. Sir? Praising. Okay. You've all answered well, depending on the area you're coming from. But before I move into fellowship properly, I want to describe relationship with us. When we say relationship, because relationship, you know, somehow relates to fellowship. Now, as a born-again Christian, we are what? Born. When you are born again, what does this mean? You are being birthed. You say it's a new birth. Into a relationship with God. That relationship makes you what? A son. So, new birth you know, best us into relationship with God. That relationship was missing. So that means we are being born into sonship by new birth. So relationship is something that comes through birth. For instance, Junior and Rura by birth are siblings. By birth, our pastor is their father. Do you understand? By birth, some people have been kept around you. So those people around you, there is a way, so the way you connect to them is what relationship. If I should ask you what's the relationship between you and or when you tell me she's your cousin, right? Is it not true? The same thing with you. So that is how it happens. So we can be related with people at immediate level or distant level. And when you bring it to you know, Christianity is the same thing. When you are being born again, you are now related to God. So when they say, do you have a relationship with God? They are actually asking you if you are giving your life to Christ. Because if you are not giving your life to Christ, there is no relationship between you and God. That's just the truth. However, beyond relationship, there is a higher calling. Something bigger that God is what demanding from you and I, and that is what fellowship. Everybody say fellowship. Yes, it's a higher calling upon our life, the inheritance of fellowship. Please let's open to our memory verse. First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine. The book of First Corinthians chapter. 
First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. Anybody? God is faithful, by whom you are called, unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Unto the words, fellowship of his Son. So, God is one faithful, and he has called us unto fellowship with his Son, and that Son is Jesus Christ. So, amongst the different forms and shades of fellowship, one stands out, which is fellowship with Jesus. And that is indeed a high calling. Do you actually know that fellowship with God is higher than the fivefold ministries? Do you know? Who can tell me the fivefold ministries we have? Fivefold ministries we have. Yes. The fivefold ministries. Open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. We have fivefold ministries. And if you don't have fellowship, you are not recognized as a pastor, evangelist, prophet, apostle, or teacher. Yet, you have fellowship with God, then you are placed in a very exalted position. It is an actual fact that without proper fellowship with our Lord, it becomes extremely difficult to ascertain the reality that one is actually called into any form of ministry. Now, what is fellowship? There is a Greek word that actually describes what fellowship is. A Greek word and it's very popular. Can someone try? If I mention the word, you all shout like, wow. That word is koinonia. Koinonia. The Greek word. You don't know colonia. In fact, there's a very popular, not colonial, koinonia, K O I N O N I A. There's even a popular ministry, a young apostle that is reigning now. That's the name of his ministry, koinonia. So, koinonia is a Greek word, and that is where the um, word fellowship originated. It actually means, just as Junior said, association of people, you know, joint partnership, communication, contact, association, and more. Do you understand? So, when you are invited to fellowship, what does it mean? You are actually being invited to associate with God, to have joint participation with Him, and to what establish communication with God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and of course Christ as Savior, just as we saw in the book of First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine. Are we following? Are we following? Thus far, what have I said? Thus hmm? far. What have I said? Is it thus far? What and what have I pointed out? In your fellowship. So when you say what's in your fellowship, what will you tell them? Yeah, from from where? The world is world and it's from where? 
from which Greek very good. So we can actually do all these things that I mentioned, associate with God, communicate with Him through words, prayers, and meditation. So your way of communicating with God, your way of bonding with Him, fellowshipping with Him is through prayer and meditation. That is why the ministry of intercession is actually a very exalted calling. We understand that. Let's open our main text for this teaching. First John chapter 1. We will read verse 3. First John chapter 1. We will read verse 3, then 5 to 7. First John chapter 1. We read verse 3, then 5 to 7. Are we ready? Practicing the truth. 
So, walking in darkness actually is an enemy of what? Fellowship. Do you understand? You are not giving me what I want. I ask a question. When you walk in the dark, the dark when you are walking in darkness, you cannot be said to have fellowship with God. In fact, even your relationship with God is questionable. If you are walking in darkness, that is immorality, ungodliness, you lie, you steal. Do you understand? And you claim to have fellowship with God. The Bible says that such a fellow is a liar. Let's look at John chapter 8, verse 12 to understand what it actually means to walk in the light. 8, verse 12. John, not first John or second John, this time. Hallelujah. So, you see that Jesus is a light of the world. When you follow him, you cannot walk in darkness. So, to walk in darkness means that a person is actually not following Jesus. Do you understand? Now, how does all this come down to relationship or our fellowship with him? In verse 7 that she read, that's that first John chapter 1 verse 7, we were exhorted that when we walk in light, we have a capacity to fellowship with one another. That is to say that what your relationship with your fellow men stems out of your friendship with who? Jesus. So when you walk in the light, that is when you can have meaningful and healthy fellowship with one another. Let's open our Bibles to the book of John chapter 15. And read from 13 to 15 to see how yes to see 13 to 15 to see how friendship with God is essential when it comes to fellowship with one another. Greater love and no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do what's fair by command. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what is not doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I have. Hallelujah. So Jesus is calling us friends. So when you are his friend, because you do what he does, that is when you have that capacity to what? To properly fellowship, to properly associate with other people around you. Do you understand that? Our fellowship with one another speaks volume about our fellowship with God the Father. It's peaceful about our fellowship with God the Son. And it's peaceful volume about our fellowship with God the Holy Spirit. Our fellowship with one another. How you relate with people. How you communicate with them. Do you understand? How you connect with one another. It says a lot about your secret relationship with God. How you fellowship with God. The Bible said that if you do not love your brother, if you do not love your neighbor, if you do not love your sister, if you cannot love he or she that you see, how is it now possible for you to claim that you love God? Do you understand that? If I don't love you, do you understand? I don't love you. I can't. I can't afford to, you know, to accommodate you in my space. How is it possible? 
now know God. Someone I cannot see. So, the evidence of our fellowship with God is through how we relate with people. So, when you want to know someone that actually has the right fellowship with God, check out how he or she relates with others around him. Both his superiors, his contemporaries, and the subordinates. For us to understand this very clearly, let's open our Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 to 21. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 to 21. If a man say, I love God, and hate his brother, he is a liar. For he that loves not his brother, who he has seen, how can he love God, who he has not seen? Praise the Lord. So that's the question that that verse is asking each and every one of us. Your money. If you cannot love your brother who you see, how is it now possible for you to love God who you cannot see? So the main objective of this teaching is for us to work to build healthy connections between one another. This is the body of Christ. And we are all part of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is just like a cake. It takes many ingredients to make a cake, right? In a cake, there is egg. In a cake, there is flour. In a cake, um, sugar is there. And different things need to come up at different times in order for the cake to work, to, you know, to be created. And they need to come in the right quantity, the right measurement. Is it not true? Now, the egg can never be the floor. It's not the, the place of the floor. The sugar cannot take the place of the egg. So every ingredient needs to work to take its place in order for the cake to come out tasty. That is how it is in the house of God. Each of us are unique. We have different spiritual gifts. We have different talents. We have different potentials and ability. When we come together as one, do you understand? And we fuse our, our strength together we are able to manifest the full glory of God. But when each of us come and stand on his own, you understand, we are competing with one another. Instead of what, collaborating with one another, what you have is what? Disaster. So you can see that it is very important for us to have fellowship as what? Because all the scripture we have been reading was telling us that we should what? Fellowship with one another. Fellowshiping with God is important. Equally important is what fellowship with one another. So that is why when you remember, you remember that the first thing I asked when I started, I said, how many of you have had that experience of someone coming to you and saying, sister, brother, I need you to pray for me. This is what I'm going through. How many of us? Some of us, people cannot come to us because we are not open. We will not position ourselves in such a way that someone can confidently come up to us to share certain things with us. But if there is a place where there is love, a place where there is fellowship, when a brother or sister is going through challenges, it is another brother that the person will go to and say, please, oh my brother in the Lord, I need you to stand with me in prayer. There is something coming up and I need divine direction. Do you understand? That is when you can go to someone and ask the person, tell me 
how many chapters of the Bible have you read in the past few days? It's because there is one fellowship. Where there is no fellowship, you cannot ask such questions. Where there is no positive relationship, you cannot what then go to someone and begin to what ask such because the person will feel like why are you so interested? It takes fellowship for you to have that confidence to share certain things with people to answer certain questions because you have known that these ones they care for you. So in the house of God, fellowship is very very important. That is why I gave us that group project. It's a way of what building us to fellowship with one another. Because you can actually not fellowship with someone that you don't know. Remember, fellowship comes after a relationship. It is when you know someone, it is when you come close to him that you can be able to work with him. Bible says something in the book of Amos, can two work together except they agree. So the issue of fellowship is very, very, very important. It is something that we should never, never joke with. Do you understand? So you need to begin to promise yourself that from now going forward, that fellowship with God and your fellow human being will become its own priority. Don't just come to church and say, I, I'm coming to just see God. It's true, I'm coming to see God. But remember that God, there's a, there's a verse of the Bible that I love so much, one of my favorite scriptures. Book of Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. When God was speaking to Abraham, and he told him that I'm going to bless you, I will make you father of nations, I will make your name great, and he said something that strikes a chord in my heart. And that is why I keep claiming it because I'm a seed of Abraham. He said, and you shall be a blessing. In verse 3, he went on to tell him that word, that through you, nations of the earth shall be blessed. So, God is not just interested in blessing you. He's not just interested in keeping you, he's also interested in you being a blessing to others, being an instrument he can use to reach out towards other people. I don't know if you understand it. So, in the house of God, yes, you are coming to draw. They sing, we've come to draw, 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 draw from you again, draw from you again. Do you know this song? We've come to draw, 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 draw from you again, draw from you again. Yes, we are coming to draw from God, we're going to be gathered together. We want to receive from the throne of grace. However, after that, there is still need to fellowship with one another. That's why in the church, you, they will have programs, food will be eating, they will, they will share food. Sometimes you have programs, you know, materials can be shared to people. We have some kind of programs that are social oriented. It is all geared towards what? Establishing that fellowship within the brethren. So it is not just all spiritual, spiritual, spiritual. There is that part of what connecting with one another and being an instrument to what to push your neighbor to become stronger and greater. I don't know if I'm making sense. Are we following him? So we are promising me that going forward, I will start seeing you guys fellowship with one another in a godly way. Because I know you're trying to tell them fellowship. 
They will follow car. Not even sheep this time. Now, importance of fellowship. Coming together to support one another is an experience that allows us to learn, gain strength, and show the world exactly what God is. When we fellowship one another, we are showing the world what God is. We are strengthening one another. There is, that's, if you get closer to me, there are so many things you can learn from me. There are so many things I can push you. I was discussing with someone yesterday. We were talking about friendship. I was telling that I'm someone that, you know, I, 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 I thrive in this. I'm a kind of a situational kind of friend. I might not be the kind of friend that just will be calling you in the morning. How do you do in the afternoon? Hope you have eaten. I might not be that kind of friend. But when you need me, do you understand? I will do my best to stand for you. If I see that you are writing an examination, I will push you. I can call you the midnight. Have you read? Wake up and read your book. You know, perhaps there are some, if you have the time that you, you need to brand yourself, I will push you. This thing, the way you are dressing, you don't attract the kind of clients you are looking for. You need to change your wardrobe. I will push you because social media content, the kind of things you post on social media, people will not see as long as they see us. Look at the kind of things we post it. I will help you because I know you need me then. I'm a situational kind of friend. I, I will help you, you know, to build impact. Do you understand? So that is my strength. But if you have never come close to me, you might not be shooting yourself on the foot because you're missing out on those. The third thing we do, it is very possible. There are so many things that you might know, you might be capable of doing that I don't actually know because I have not given myself that discipline or, you know, the, the, the time to you know to get closer to you in order to receive whatever it is that your life has to offer. So fellowship is actually important. It helps us to learn. There are so many new things to learn every day. You can never stop learning. This by moving close to people, you learn so many things. You see, ah, so this is an opportunity. I never knew. And you actually get, get stronger and bigger through what fellowship. Some of us, if not for the number of people around us, we might have been bigger than we are today, or even, you know, more backward. So people that we associate with, now let me say that was good manners. Bad manners corrupts good people. Bad communication corrupts good people. So you need to be careful the kind of people you associate yourself with. So fellowship is actually very, very important because it helps us to learn. It helps us to gain strength and it shows the world exactly what God is. Because our fellowship is Godly. It is God that brought us together. So our relationship, whatever it is that is coming out of that fellowship, will be showing the world that this is actually how it is. As it is in heaven, so it is on earth. Each of us coming together shows us all the, shows the grace of God to the world. We all have a purpose on earth to show an aspect of God to those around us. And coming together with our different gifts and talents demonstrates that. So as Junior is, as uh, Bonicolas is, as Sunday is, and some of you that know your name, there is a purpose. I often tell those that get to listen, for every life out there, there is a story. There's a story God is telling with your life. There is something. This world is like a movie, and you are not yet talking. The script has been written that when you come, this is your room. So, and I tell people there is no big room in, in any in any um, in any um, play, and there's no small room. Any role that you are given, the only thing that matters is what you yourself. How good are you in the delivery? It's not about the what the role. 
you can watch a movie and some people they just appear maybe one scene or two scenes but that particular scene they appear is what you keep remembering forever because of what they were extraordinary do you understand what makes a star is not the role you are playing it is your ability the potential is inside of you so i tell people life is like what is like a movie and we are the actors so it is very important for you to know your script know what you have to do for time so if you don't know your script you come to the board you know that is the word to be seen and you begin to act the role that was not for you or you need to write act your role in a very very wrong way and that role is your what is your purpose the day i was talking about the power and the what the story behind that means i made you know emphasis on that because of what purpose is very very vital if you go through this world and you do not fulfill purpose, you only existed. Do you understand? You just existed. There was no impact. There was no record. At the end of the day, what is going to be used to judge you is what? How well you are able to accomplish your purpose. So every one of us has a purpose, a place in God. Do you understand? And it is when we come together, when we come together as a force, that is when that purpose, that is when that that plan of God becomes a true reality. Are we following? Are we following? Very good. Please open your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 4 to 6. Remember, I told us earlier that, that of the body of Christ is like a what? It's like a what? The body of Christ. I just said it now. When I was giving illustration of how we all have different abilities and potential. 12, verse 4 to 6. Body of Christ is like the world. Someone should answer you. The body of Christ is like a cake, I told us. And in a cake, we have different words. Ingredient. Ingredients for making you know, that comes together to make a cake. So, the same thing with each of us. So, the body of Christ is the cake. And each of us are the ingredients. So, some are the flour, some are the egg, some are the butter, some are the sugar. So, if you don't know your place and what you present, that's a problem. Just imagine an egg wanting to want to take the place of a flour in a cake. When you make a cake and the place of egg, you use flour. That was you, you added your egg though. Then when you start for to add flour, you got the quantity of flour in the place of for quantity of egg in the place of flour. Will, will that be a cake at the end of the day? That is how it is. So you must know your place and also appreciate other people. Recognize them for who they are. Are we there? Romans chapter 4, verse 6. We are looking at the importance of fellowship. Chapter 12, verse 4 to 6. For as we have many members in one body, all members are not the same office. So we bring them are one body in Christ. And everyone members one of another. Having them eat 
inquiring according to the grace that is given to us, but not prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of So you can see here that we all have different gifts, different abilities. Is it not true? So anyone that is your gifts, manifest it. Don't say, me, I'm an evangelist, and then you are a, a pastor, you are a pastor that, is, that recognizes his calling and is fulfilling it. No. In a fellowship, there is no envy. In a fellowship of Christ, there is no jealousy. Bible says that less such things not be even named among you. There is no strife, there is no competition. We all know our places. It's like a football match. You asked for yesterday, some of us that watched Chelsea and Man City. You saw what happened. In a football match, every, every, in every team that is organized, so not an organized one. If I see us play football, man, I cannot if I know if I'm not going to be doing anyhow. In a standard team, each player knows their place. They know their position. They know their role. The goalkeeper knows what to do. The, the left back, the right back, the central defenders, the midfielders, the flank men, or the wing men, the, 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 the wingers, or the, um, the um, wide forward, they know their work. And of course, the top strikers, that's the poachers, they know what to do back time. And the, the team, as a, as a, as well, they understand their formation, their system. So even if I'm, I, I'm the striker, do you understand? And the formation the team is playing, the strategy the team is you know, playing, means that I come deeper, I know. And other players that will be occupying my position, they know. So there is, whether they say joint participation, so there is that connection between them. They, without even talking, do you understand? They say it's what telepathy. They can even communicate, even without putting their mouth, so that they're opening the zone that they're doing. That is what. What we should see in the world, the body of Christ, fellowship, fellowship. Do you understand? Proper fellowship, very, 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 very important. So when you know your place, you know your role, you know what is expected of you. You will not envy other people and you will not try to be them. Do you understand? And at the same time, you will not try to stop others from being who they are. Just imagine the mouth telling the eyes not to be the eyes. And you want to be the work of the eyes. See possible. So please, I want that love to be in each and every one of us. That love that is in what? Christ Jesus. So, number one importance of fellowship is that fellowship makes us stronger. I can't emphasize this. It makes us stronger. When you get a bunch of room, do you understand? Together, it is more compact. Unlike when you just have a strand, just pick a strand of wood and broom. You want to break it, fine, you're broken it, that's the end. But if it is to be a branch and you're asked to break it, it will not be easy for you. That is how it is. So when we come together as a body, the enemy, it becomes difficult for them. How many of us watch animal documentaries? Now, there are so many animals, they call them social animals. They, they hunt or they move in packs. For example, hyenas, wolves, the white dogs, and to some extent, the lions, the pride of lions. Now, those are measuring the predators, also. You understand? We also, even the animals that are being preyed on, some of them also move in groups. Now, I have seen, I've watched a scene where a buffalo, do you understand? Was being attacked by a very hungry, you know, pride of lion. 
they, you know, the, 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 the lion, the lion, the team of lionesses actually, they were so strategic, they have positioned themselves, the fastest around there will be at the front line, the one that will push them, that will cause confusion, so they are, they know the one there, the weakest one that has spotted it, so they cause commotion, all oh, they were running at the and they attacked that one. About seven lioness, they were on one to the follow the buffalo was screaming, 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 you know. when the, then when the other one, the head, heard the voice, they rushed back, you understand? And all the lionesses, they flee. So, left for that, if that buffalo was alone, you don't talk to me, guys. That's just it. The same thing, um, I, the, 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 the lioness, the lions too, I've watched a case whereby one of them just strayed. He strayed out of, you know, the boundaries that they were supposed to be in. And he moved into the path of their enemies. Do you understand? It was not funny. You know that even amongst the lions, they keep territories. For example, if this territory is for I am the male, the alpha male, the, 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 the lion that all the female there are mine and all the children that have they actually so we have a, you know, some lions are nomadic they don't have a pride so what they do is that they move into a territory that looks on another lion they defeat that one and they take over the pride so this particular you know that day this particular lion he was sometimes when it, when they come that way if the lionesses are around it's not when they have young cubs because when they, when they knew um, pride owner comes up, he kills all the young cops. So the, 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 the lionesses can you know, be on his again and want to mate. So, this particular, so some cases when these lionesses know that they have cops to protect, they will join the lion to fight off any intruder. But that particular day, it happened that these lionesses are not there. And the, 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 this thing that came, the nomadic lions that came were not just one, they were two brothers. So they both of them they teamed up against this older lion. And it was not funny. Why am I telling us all this? Is to show us the power of what teamwork. There are certain enemies, so forget the fact that they are calling Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They are speaking in tongues, they are jumping up and down with your people. There are certain kind of enemies that you can never fight on your own. You need other people to join hands with you. You need people to stand by you. Do you understand? There are some things I am a testimony. There was a time the devil fired one kind of arrow into my life, like they say. God was so faithful. All oh, my friends, he was giving them vision, vision, vision. They were like, ah, it's fine, it's not fine, it's not good. They started declaring fasting, fasting, fasting. Different churches, so all my friends, seven days, seven days, seven days, fasting, fasting. Before they began to call, they're not told that, ah, my friend, I think all this happening to me. And we said that we saw it though. This one we say, I saw you in a vision. And you were like this, like I just said, let us hear that and pray. So we say, different people were not seeing me. Do you understand? And that was how God happened. After that experience, someone came to my mind said, It is God that said that if not for God, that this boy should have died from this attack. So there are certain kind of enemies. Forget how powerful you think you are mentally, intellectually, or spiritually. There are certain enemies that other people. You know, have you ever seen lions hunting elephants? Now, these lions, when they hunt these elephants, 
one lion cannot go against an adult elephant as in one on one. It's not possible. There must be group. Right. Yes. So they come as a pride. The same way. So it is very, very important to understand what the power in what teamwork. The power in teamwork. So no matter where we are in our faith, fellowship provides us with strength. Being around other believers gives us the chance to learn and grow in our faith. It demonstrates to us why we believe and sometimes the excellent food for our souls. So you have seen it that what fellowship is actually vital, no matter your place. I can never say that I am now so big. I am now so big, I'm now so intelligent. I have known so much that I don't need to church anymore. I don't need to come to church. No, 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 no. If you see someone like that, the devil wants to finish that person. Any point that devil wants to finish, he will want to separate you from the house of God. So do not be what deceived. In fellowship, we show each other how to live as God wants us to live and how to walk in His footstep. So when we fellowship, as we are, we are coming together, you are coming to show some of you. You are my looking at me. How is he behaving? What is he? You know, because as you are learning from me, you are also adjusting yourself. I'm also observing you. There are some things I can pick from you and I'll add to my own life to make me a better person. That is how it works. Do you understand? Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 18. Matthew For where two or three are gathered in my name, for there I am in their midst. Please, Lord. 